Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Oh, hello, architecting community. What is up? I want to talk with you today about the problem with your bandwidth. And it's a problem I have too. Hand is raised. And when we talk about bandwidth, what I'm really meaning here is the capacity that you have to handle all of the different things going on in your life. As we know in our world today, we are just bombarded with information and asks of our time, of our attention, of our finances, of other resources that we have, and it can feel so draining. And yet, we've kind of been trained to be always on. So we're always connected to some kind of device, always on the go, always multitasking. There's so much good research out there about why multitasking is bad for you. Every time you switch tasks, it takes your brain time to reset and get in the flow of the new task. So if you were to multitask among five things in one day, you would lose 75%, yes, you heard me, 75 of your productivity meaning that what you thought you were doing to be more productive actually made you considerably less productive than if you had taken things one at a time. Now, I know, I know you are gonna be like, what up, how do I do this? One thing at a time is almost a joke in our world today. People expect instant responses. Hell, we all have some kind of ADHD at this point where If we're not stimulated by two or three things at once, we don't know what to do. We've lost the art of being able to be focused on just one thing, but it comes back to bite you. I had this experience just this week, needed to go to the drugstore to pick up some medication for my son and go to pull out my HSA card and it's not there. I'm like, well, it always keep it in my wallet. I don't really use it very much, only really for prescriptions. I just saw it last week. Where can it be? And I'm like, well, can you look up my past purchases and tag my card from then? And the drugstore's trying to do everything they can to help me. And of course, nothing's working. I go back another day. They try the same thing. Doesn't work. Well, eventually I find the card. And it turns out that the last time I picked up a prescription, I was lazy and I didn't put the card back in my wallet. I stuck it in the bag with the prescription, which I then brought upstairs, took the bottle out and put it in the medicine cabinet and luckily did not throw the bag away. I left the bag on my dresser where it was under some clothes and who found the card. But 
that I could do that, right, is sort of the red flag. And I'm sure you have your own stories like this where we're absent-minded because we are not giving things our full attention. And so we take shortcuts or we sit there and listen to someone give us a report of what they did and go, uh-huh, yeah, that looks pretty good. But we don't really take the time to listen to the details. And later on, we're like, what? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? And the other person is saying, well, I showed this to you. Yeah but you didn't really look. I know I hear this so often from this community that overwhelm is a huge problem. And I get it, I get it, right? I mean, I'm a single mom, I work full time. I have this side gig called architecting and it does take your time and your energy. And sometimes it feels like everything's urgent. Sometimes there's demands. And you juggle because you feel like you have to, right? It's the art of the pivot. But it does take a toll. So today, I'm going to call us back to mindfulness. And my yoga teacher used to always say, if you're doing the dishes, do the dishes, which is really what mindfulness is all about. Whatever you're doing, whether it's completely mundane or something that requires full concentration, being in the moment of doing that thing, of really just letting it be a full-on multi-sensory experience for you to be doing that thing in that moment. Not doing things like, oh, I feel a little stupid stuck typing this meeting note thing, so I think I'll check my phone. Or, oh, I got pinged on Instagram. I wonder what's going on there. We have started to use all of these super available distractions as our excuse when we're not sure how to tackle something or if we get stuck in the process of doing something, our reaction now is to stop rather than work through it and figure it out, to pay attention to the shiny object. When you do that though, you're creating a whole bunch of micro multitasking that isn't even necessary, that completely splits your attention. And there you are at the end of the day saying, what the hell did I do all day? I thought I was going to get these three tasks done, but I only got partway through one of them. And yet I'm exhausted. And I was busy all day doing stuff. I was answering emails. I was in meetings. While I was in meetings, I was answering more emails and making sure that, you know, this marketing effort was going on. But that's exactly the problem. It's why you're so exhausted. Our brains use more energy than any other organ in our body. And our body kind of prioritizes sending nutrients and good blood supply to the brain. And that's why after a day where you've used a lot of brain power, you can be a lot more tired than if you spent the day hiking or doing some kind of physical labor we are actually siphoning off our brain power 
when we do all these micro multitasking distraction kind of things, then we're actually shortening our bandwidth, which means we have less resources, less capacity, less attention to give to the things that really matter in our lives. So what are we going to do about this? Well, number one is to catch yourself. Just do one thing. Every time your brain kind of defaults to, I wonder what, or if, or maybe I should check. Those are the moments when you need to say, is that going to advance my goals for the day? Is that going to get my to-do list tackled? And I bet most of the time you're going to find the answers no. So resist, resist. Whatever you needed to check or look at or know about, it'll still be there in an hour or two. Number two, schedule breaks for yourself because your brain does need to rest. And resting is not reading the news, checking social media. Resting is restorative activities that don't stimulate your brain. Let your energy regenerate itself so you can give your full, fresh attention to the tasks at hand. Number three is have an action plan. A lot of the time, the reason that our brain is looking for distractions is because it doesn't know how to solve the problem. And the reason it doesn't know how to solve the problem is the problem is ill-defined. For example, let's say that I need to analyze some parametric data and begin to evaluate which options we want to dig deeper into. Well, if I just say to myself, and we do this all the time, we have this shorthand mentally, I need to look at that data. I know that this is going to take me some time. I know that it's going to require a lot of concentration and maybe be a little bit of a complex task. So my brain is now saying, I got to do this thing that's hard. And that's really all that it is cycling on is, I got to do this thing that's hard. On the other hand, if you were to come up with an action plan and say, I'm going to start four or five evaluation criteria and I'm going to look at each one really quick and I'm going to decide how well it scores on each of those four or five criteria. And then at the end, I'm going to be able to quickly tell which ones emerge as the best candidates. Now your brain knows what to do. So it knows first, I need to think of criteria that are relevant for this project. Okay, I can do that. I have that expertise and that knowledge. Number two. I need to evaluate things based on these criteria. Okay, I can do that. I know how to do that. And you can see how by giving your brain an action plan with specific tasks helps keep it from spinning because your brain is a search engine, people. And if you tell it to look for something that's too vague, it doesn't know what to do. It either spins or pulls up so much, most of which is irrelevant, that you don't know what to do with it. On the other hand, when you make really specific queries, it becomes easy and quick to be able to start working. And then as you start working, 
Step four, which is all about anxiety, starts to kick in. A lot of the time, the reason our bandwidth gets used up is we're anxious, we're stressed out, we're worrying about our to-do list. And the best way to handle anxiety is to take action because now we don't have to worry. We know we're doing, we're seeing results. Notice the more you do, the more energy you seem to have because that anxiety keeps subsiding. That cycling of thoughts and worries stops because you're taking action. And that frees up your bandwidth. So you've got more capacity now to concentrate, to get her done, and to then free up even more bandwidth. So this is an incredibly restorative cycle if you follow the steps. So let's review. Number one, stop multitasking. Do one thing and catch yourself when you are falling prey to those micro distractions and stop. Stay focused on getting the thing you decided to do done. Number two, take meaningful breaks that will actually be restorative to your brain. So when you get back to work, you have more bandwidth, more concentration. Number three, have an action plan. That way, you don't waste time entertaining too many vague thoughts going in all different directions. And instead, you're focused on the next step and the next step and the next step that are going to get the job done and make you feel that sense of accomplishment that, guess what, feeds your bandwidth. And the last thing, banish all of the anxiety that's been cycling in your brain and draining your energy by starting to tackle things, by feeling like you have accomplished things during your day, that the things you were worried about, you've done what you could do on. May not always mean that you've solved the problem, but you've done what you can do. So you don't need to keep worrying. So I hope these help and that they really make a difference in giving you more bandwidth, which will go a long way to combating overwhelm. Let's read review. Knows Her Stuff, great podcast, so cool, from Ivy SSMP. So thank you, Ivy. Glad that you think I know what I'm talking about. I'd like to think so too, and I hope all of you think so, and that this is a helpful resource to you. And as always, you can DM me or email me with suggestions for topics you'd like me to cover. Please visit architectingpodcast.com. Take advantage of the free resources that are right on the front page. Also, don't forget to join us on Clubhouse, which is now slowly opening up to Android. I do three rooms a week, including one on critical conversations that are the kind of meaty issues that we deal with in our profession. So we've covered things like salary hacks, how to get ahead, should you specialize, all kinds of great discussions. And we get to interact and I do laser coaching with people that ask questions. So if you'd like 
to experience how I coach and get a little bit of that benefit for yourself, make sure you come on over to Clubhouse on Sunday afternoons. Have a great day. See you next time. Stop by architectingpodcast.com to get access to free resources, what's happening backstage on Clubhouse, as well as a variety of coaching programs, everything from a downloadable digital course you can do at your own pace to customized one-on-one programs that will meet your career needs today. Until next time, stay inspired.